the Ortho PAC, hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC, where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Scott Jolman, Doctor of Science, PAC, Lieutenant Colonel of the U.S. Army, who's our conference chair at the PAOS annual meeting. We also have Sarah Bolander, Doctor of Medical Science, PAC, who's an associate professor at Midwestern University and adjunct faculty at the University of Lynchburg and is coordinating our workshops this year. Welcome, Scott and Sarah. I'm very excited to have you guys on the podcast because we're talking about Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. So first up, um, I was hoping that you might tell our listeners about traveling. Uh, I know many of us, including me, haven't been on a plane uh, in quite some time. So what's different? What do we have to look forward to? Thanks uh, for uh, bringing this up because this is good information to get out as things are constantly changing. I mean, I know I recently just traveled a couple days ago on the airlines and they've opened quite a few things up, but they haven't relaxed on all the restrictions like a lot of the, the cities have. Face masks are still mandatory when you're inside the airport on the airplane. They still follow standard sanitization protocols, the antimicrobial protective cleansers, using the HEPA filters for you know, their filtration of the air, but they've included a few extra things. For example, they dump all the air, they circulate with all fresh air every two to three minutes throughout the, the flight. They also have a lot of restrictions on food and beverage uh, on the flight. And so if you're uh, going to be flying for an extended period of time, just kind of plan ahead for that. So they have limited menu options. If you're going to plan on ordering food or uh, they have really limited beverage options as well. Outside of that though, the continuum of going through the airport airplane and, and onto your final destination, it's very much similar to pre-COVID as far as time to get through check stations, getting onto the plane and, and getting off and getting your bags. Sarah, have, I know that you've traveled recently as well. Have you had any different experience outside of that? No, extremely similar situation. I felt the time difference was about the same. I kind of expected it to take a little bit longer if there was going to be additional protocols and such, but really they haven't. Definitely masks are required through most airports and definitely on the airline still. Uh, that's the biggest thing to you know be aware of, but they really have stepped up their game on making sure that uh, it's safe to travel. Initially, I think they did a lot more spacing on the flight. So for a long time, they weren't actually selling the middle seats, but all the airlines have resumed now full capacity. We're excited. I'm excited to travel. I can't wait to get back on the plane. And with the recirculated air, that sounds like a big bonus, if you know what I mean, uh, outside <laughs> of COVID. Now, let's let's move to the next thing here. So what should we tell potential attendees that are coming to the meeting there at my practice? And I, and I did some stuff over the summer with some other practices. There's a lockdown on travel. I know military Scott, there was a lockdown for a long time and they were holding CME money for travel and reimbursement. So people need to check about all that stuff with the quarantines, check about what their hospital does. Can you comment to any of that? I think, I think that's really tough because uh, as I'm sure everybody's experienced, you know, we have this kind of variability from CDC guidelines down from federal to state to local governments and how they're implementing certain restrictions. And so it can vary even within the state from county to county. So it's really hard when we're talking about 
state to state, the biggest thing that I would tell for advice uh, from my experience is just knowing what the restrictions are of the place that you're going to. And then from where you're coming from, understanding are there restrictions implemented within your local region that uh, is going to be in place on you if you travel to Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and the best way is just to communicate with your your practice, your hospital, your organization that you're with right now to, to open up that transparency of saying, hey, I'm going over here. Is there anything that I need to be aware of from their standpoint? But then also looking at your local guidelines that are probably published on the internet. Always recommend following CDC guidelines uh, as well and constantly check in CDC guidelines. They have many hyperlinks to, to state restrictions as well, um, oftentimes that are well updated. So uh, that can kind of keep you in the loop as well. As far as Tennessee goes right now, Tennessee has uh, lifted or Nashville has lifted their restrictions as far as no mask wear, um, social distancing. Uh, and so things have really opened back up and individuals are getting back out into the, the community and starting to socialize and do social events again. As far as I know, there's no restrictions in place within the United States if you're traveling back from Tennessee that I'm aware of. The only ones that I'm aware of at this time is if you're traveling outside the continental United States, you, you probably will have some restrictions in place uh, depending on your vaccination versus unvaccinated status. I'm hoping that most of our listeners in healthcare have been vaccinated at this point. I'm sure there are some that aren't, but please consider getting that coming to the meeting. Speaking of, you know, the hotel environment, the Omni, by the way, is where the conference will be, which is a great place to stay. It's kind of right in the middle of everything. If we talk about the hotel and the uh, effect of the pandemic, uh, what's it going to have on the conference attendees? You know, what about dining, the industry? Scott, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? We did a site visit a couple weeks ago to the Omni, and they've really, again, they've they've opened up. At that time, certain restrictions were still in place. Uh, for example, wearing of mask uh, when you're indoors. Since then, though, after that, they've lifted those restrictions, and so they don't require mask wear uh, on grounds or indoors at the hotel. They still continue all their sanitization procedures that they did pre-COVID and, and have implemented since then. For example, multiple hand sanitization uh, stations. And, and so they still encourage social distancing, but it's, it's not the mandatory thing of maintaining six-foot separation from individuals. As far as the sanitization, disinfecting protocols, procedures, they're still ensuring that they have maximal cleanliness to the meeting spaces, the rooms, dining areas, ensuring that air quality is the best that they can get uh, to their capabilities. I'm sure that anybody that's been out in their local town to uh, uh, any kind of, whether it's food establishment or social establishment, has realized that there's still limited capacity of those facilities that of what services they're providing. So uh, what I definitely noticed, in particular to Nashville uh, in its entirety, is that a lot of the restaurants uh, will have limited menus. They don't offer their full menus that they normally do. Uh, and so just anticipate that if you go to a, a restaurant or uh, a social venue that they're they're probably not going to have their full service menu that they would have had before COVID. Hopefully they're going to continue to add things and make it more robust, but there's some restaurants 
uh, in the hotel that have a, uh, such a limited menu that you'll be you'll be looking at four or five different options. But there's plenty of venues outside of the hotel, just one block down as well in Nashville that have a lot of good opportunities. Well, I guess you could always hop on as uh, the 13th person on the bike trolley with the bachelorette parties riding around. That <laughs> that looks like big fun. But Sarah, with what Scott was saying, how about restrictions for the workshops? Because that's obviously a lot more hands-on, close quarters compared to the general session. Similar kind of stuff, or is there anything different? Definitely. I mean, we're always taking that into consideration. So looking at numbers that we're going to allow for the workshops, we anticipate those will fill up a little bit quicker to allow for more spacing. A few of the workshops do directly work on each other, and that's kind of the component. Uh, you can imagine needing someone to ultrasound or to put a cast or a splint on. You're going to have a little bit closer connection, so you won't be able to have that distancing. But we'll have options with masks, but also uh, some limited availability for face shields as well to make sure you're comfortable and kind of really understand what the requirements of the workshop is prior to agreeing to participate so you know kind of what the setting's like for those. I wanted to get all that stuff out of the way. Now let's talk about the fun stuff, Nashville. Scott, what do you have in store? General sessions and uh, poster presentations and Sarah, tell us about the workshops. Yeah, so schedule for the conference is going to mirror what we've we've done in the past. And I'm going to let Sarah kind of kick it off with talking about the workshops first, but we're going to have a combination of workshops up front, and then we're going to have general session. And then at the end of the days with general session, we're going to go into some mini sessions. I'm going to let Sarah kind of talk it off, and we'll kind of talk through the week uh, up front Monday. Monday is going to be our big workshop day where we're going to be offering most of our workshops. And I'm going to let her talk more about the workshops and then we'll get into the general session. We are so excited for the workshops we have this year. As in previous years, we're offering again a, a basic and advanced fracture fixation sessions where you get to start off by reviewing anatomy, physiology, going through fracture patterns, but then progress into kind of some advanced treatment option with concepts in periarticular and complex fracture stabilization and go through some various options for fixation. Another traditional favorite that we have is our musculoskeletal ultrasound workshop. This is always a hot topic and this session usually fills up quite quickly because you get an opportunity for that hands-on practice that a lot of us are looking for. Um, we try to keep the instructor to participant ratio quite low so it can best you know, address your personal needs and what you want to see for your setting. The session will allow you not only to work on kind of the intricacies of musculoskeletal ultrasound, but also apply some of those skills so you can enhance joint injections, for example. We have splitting and casting. Uh, these will both focus on plaster and fiberglass techniques um, on common upper and lower extremity injuries. They'll help kind of making that decision on what to use, but also how to apply. So common techniques for immobilization. And this workshop always has really strong faculty that can give you all those kind of tips and tricks that you might need for your patients. This year, our upper and lower extremity exam workshops are also going to start incorporating injections. So we're really looking forward to that with task trainers. The lower extremity workshop will mainly focus on the knee and injections of the knee, but also touch on exam techniques of the hip and ankle, whereas our upper extremity workshop will focus mainly on the wrist and hand, which you know has so many different uh, injection options. These sessions will really allow for the review of those common conditions that we do and allow some of our participants to practice those specialized exam techniques that maybe they 
need a little bit help on perfecting. And then the addition of the injections will help to kind of correlate those exam findings and kind of what therapeutic or diagnostic injection options might be warranted. And then lastly, we'll have a really robust graft prep workshop this year. We're really excited about that. We've expanded it to basic and advanced workshops. There'll be multiple graft types utilized so they can work on kind of the traditional preparation techniques, but also troubleshoot some graft prep that might be less than ideal or overcome some of the difficulties that we have during the preparation process. You know what, guys, this is awesome. You're not going to get anything like this anywhere else that I know of. And I've been looking at CME stuff for a long time. This is a lot of work that goes into this. It's a great workshop. It's a great learning environment. And I encourage everyone who wants to uh, expand their knowledge, expand their skill set. This is a great place to go. And I'm going to say the same thing about Scott when he's done, but the, the workshops, there's a ton of work that goes into that. And Sarah does a fantastic job. You're missing out if you don't go to this one. So Scott, what have you got for us for general sessions and the rest of the meeting? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday will be full days of general session. We have a half day on Friday. We have a very comprehensive lineup uh, that includes trying to grab one or two topics from each uh, area of, of orthopedics as we think of it. So we got adult reconstructive topics. We got sports topics, pediatric, ortho, sports trauma. We have a couple different talks that I'm uh, excited to kind of introduce to our curriculum this year that involve kind of a team approach uh, where there's going to be two or three speakers coming from a clinic to talk about multidisciplinary care of, of orthopedic patients. Uh, for example, talking about uh, orthopedics combined with physical therapy and nutrition and how they collaborate to uh, medically optimize a, a patient, uh, both preoperatively and postoperatively. We'll also have some pain management talks, topics, bone health. And so we've got we've got a lot to cover uh, over three and a half days. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we cover a little bit of something that piques everybody's interest, uh, but also gives a uh, give some good refreshers for areas that we don't routinely cover in our daily practices. Our speakers are coming from multiple different places. So Vanderbilt University Medical Center, we have uh, quite a few speakers coming from. Uh, we have quite a few speakers coming from within Nashville uh, at a lot of the, the prominent organizations, practices that will be coming over to speak as well. It's going to be it's going to be a busy three and a half days of general session, but I, th I think, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be well worth it at the end, combined with workshops, uh, mini sessions at the end of the days. Tuesday, we have a couple mini sessions that we've we've really revamped. Sarah's been doing a lot of work on uh, getting them put together as far as education, PAs and education, PAs and administration. We've got some subject matter experts coming from different universities that have set up PA programs, as well as our faculty for PA programs to help bring that knowledge uh, to these many sessions. So that, that way, individuals that are interested in getting involved with PA or with education within the PA community, or just interested in getting involved in the administrative piece, these many sessions would be a good opportunity for them to start picking some experts' brains on how they went about it, some best practices and how they can best get their foot in the door for that stuff. Or if they have already been involved with it, how can they refine what they're doing as well? So I'm excited about that. 
We do have research piece going on with poster presentations again. If you're interested, there's some information on the, the Payos website as far as emailing um, your abstracts and, and getting all that lined up so that, that way you can be actively involved with poster presentation stand up for the conference as well. We're looking at setting up the poster boards Tuesday. They're going to be open for viewing throughout the whole week. And then we'll have a couple periods of time during general session breaks and lunch that the authors will be available to discuss their research and, and field any questions that are out there as well. We have workshops that are just outstanding. We have general sessions from speakers all over covering all sorts of topics. We've got original PA research, poster presentations. Uh, how could you not want to go to this meeting? This is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. You guys do such a great job. I cannot wait to go. How are the registrations going? Are we getting a good turnout or, or people signing up? Right now, registration is going pretty good. We're close to 200 and 200 registered, uh, and we're not even quite a month out from the opening of registration. So that's very encouraging to, to say that we're going to have a pretty good show. Now, with that being said, I also would encourage individuals, if you plan to attend, please register early and at the same time as registration book your room at the hotel. There's a lot of uncertainties with COVID previously and not really knowing how much room to reserve. And so room reservations are not as robust as what they have been in the past. And so I would, I would ask that if, if you're planning on attending, please, please reserve your rooms early on so that that way you can secure lodging for, for when you come to the conference. Additionally, because restrictions have been lifted, we do have a better opportunity to fit more people into general session room but we also don't want to ignore any of the CDC guidelines. And so we're going to follow CDC guidelines to a certain extent for social distancing with trying to maintain three foot separation. Inherently with that, we're going to have less numbers that we're going to be able to accommodate in the general session room. And so our goal is, you know, to be able to fit five to 600 attendees in the conference room for general session. And so please, if you, if, Again, if you want to register, I would encourage you to register early on uh, and at the same time book your room so that that way you're potentially not out of being able to stay at the hotel during the conference. Let's make sure everybody gets that. Register now. Book your room now. Don't wait. We're going to run out of space. We're already over 200 registrations. You need to get on the stick. Don't put this one on the back burner or you're going to miss out. And let me tell you, Nashville's a fun place. As we were there in 2018, Tons of stuff to do, tons of history, music, food. There's just everything. So make your plans to be there, and I hope we see you there. Scott, Sarah, any other updates or thoughts or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I'm extremely excited for the conference this year. I have not been out to a social venue like this for at least the past two and a half years. So I think the last time that I was out for something was San Antonio in 2019. So I'm excited to get back out, meet up with uh, everybody, catch up on what's going on and different areas of practice from individuals and different areas of the, the states as well. So I'm excited. Me too, Scott. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for having us. I, I couldn't be more excited to finally attend an in-person conference. I think we're all getting that virtual conference fatigue at this point, and it'll be great to see everyone in person to reconnect. And when we went to do our visit, it was great to, you know, hear that music from a mile away. It'll be a fun venue, and we're excited to be back. 
Absolutely. You guys, thank you so much. This is a lot of work these guys put into this. Really appreciate all your time and effort. And I know it's going to be a great show. So we look forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Ortho PAC podcast. Please follow the physician assistants in orthopedic surgery on social media. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 